0: Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly. So if you want to learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode and we'll see you there.
1: America is seeing me. (laughs) I go up there and I mean, I'm giving them the hits. Like I'm trying hard, not a peep. They're, they're, they're 13 years old. They they're trying to even... hang
0: out at a party, and then they're like, the stranger.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. This, the, the, what I was to them, I might as well have been their chemistry teacher <laughs> Monday morning, you know, trying to lecture them. They were like, "This we hate this. We have to do this every day at school. We don't want to do this again. Uh, and it was just, it was hell.
0: Hot breath. What's goody, Hot Breathiverse? Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and we have interviewed over 400 comedians on this show all about the craft of comedy. And today, is a personal friend of mine, I have seen grow from the early open mic grind days to social media stardom. And it all comes down to hard work. So if you enjoy all the hard work that Catherine put into doing this interview, share it with your fellow comedians and fellow comedy fans to spread her album and let the world know Catherine Blanford is here to stay and legitimately one of the funniest comics in the game. And that being said, there is only one thing left to do. And that is inhale a hot breath
1: no, with like, Catherine
0: like I was Blanford. Doing,
1: um, I was sending my through this thing called Rev, and it would it would caption out maybe this is sounds really weird, but I've noticed the difference. Mm-hmm. It would caption out like maybe a sentence at a time, so it would give you a whole sentence caption out. And I was just putting them up myself, and I'd put maybe like smaller font, and it would just. So it would have the whole sentence up there as I'm beginning the sentence. Do you know what I mean? So people could read it before I said maybe a punchline. Oh. And then I I hired Lysandra to, uh, I had her caption some of my stuff. And this is what she does. She's a she's a social media, she's like a content creator. Who? So Lysandra Vasquez. Basque, oh,
0: yeah, who does hot comics. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And uh, so and I've, if you've ever like watched other some other um, captioned content. You'll notice they put like one to three, maybe five words max, and they literally type in the word as it's said, mm-hmm. and it like so you're not ruining the punchline before it before you say it. It's but, weird. But
0: it's, you do it all at once. You're saying.
1: So, like, like, the words come up as you're saying them. So it's not like a whole sentence is up there and you could read the punchline before it's delivered.
0: Oh, you're saying you do the opposite where you do just the word at a time. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying you did the whole thing at a time so people read I, it. I
1: was doing it before, and those were fine. Like, they was, were getting fine traction, but the sense I've, I've had her caption them and they, they have, like, the one word at a time, uh, it's, those are the ones that haven't popped off.
0: Oh, snap. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Because those are all the, like, they say, like, the... The tiny hinges open bigger doors. Yeah. So it's like those are the little differences that make the big difference. Yeah.
1: And I I also, I, I don't know if this makes a huge difference, but she's so good at it that she'll add, her captions kind of, hopefully he'll cheer up. He likes to throw his bone on the ground. Mister. Really. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. But he, like, she'll, like, it's almost like the captions are making their own joke Jokes sometimes. Like, have uh. you ever noticed how some captions, like, if you emphasize a word, she'll take the word and then she'll italicize the word. Yeah, 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 or, yeah. Or, yeah. like, she'll, the way she'll, like, arrange a word. Like, what, I don't know if you've seen that DNF bit of mine, but, like, she went, like, DNF and she changed the colors and did a, did it vertical. I, I don't oh, know. She animates the caption.
0: Yeah, I've seen, like, I saw the clip they posted of when you were on their podcast and it was, like, a Florida quote. And she like animated Florida and like made it it's almost like if you watch it without sound it's still entertaining
1: yes yeah oh, and like huh. some of my the don't tell clip I had i I was I did some sound effects and so they they had my words down normal caption but they were doing like the almost like a comic strip would be like or pow or something like yeah that. Yeah, yeah they yeah. had them up like diagonal on the side and it just, I don't know I don't know if it makes a huge difference but
0: I feel like it does, especially now is like every time you get on social media, like every comedian is posting stuff. So it's like, all right, how can I separate myself from just everyone posting Mm -hmm. them standing and saying things? Mm -hmm. And I think all those little things are going to make a difference now more than ever just because everyone figured out, oh, I post my clips and maybe I'll go viral. So now it's like, what else can you do besides, you know, besides being funny? You know, it's like, what can you do to stand out when people are just... Sitting here doing this. Yeah. Over it's almost and like,
1: over. yeah. I, I I think about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about it too much, but you, you it even helps to sell a bit. Like, I saw one how somebody, it, you know, it was captions. It was like word, 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 word. And then they, they had kind of, it was like they were going on a rant and they were adding and adding so rapidly to this, like tag, 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 tag. Uh-huh. So the captions just started to, they just added them around their face. Oh, yeah. And it was like, you know, until it was like a whole thing around their face. And it just kind of, you know, it like added to the 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 like the rant or of whatever. You know yeah, what I mean?
0: yeah. I was literally just talking about that. We were talking about before this about my interview with Jeremiah Watkins, and how he basically his he's creating so much content, and all of it is like he does several podcasts, but none yeah. of the stuff he shares is just like him standing or him sitting and talking. There's effects. There's like zooms. Yeah. There's there's so many different bells and whistles, and I think. You pointing that out, even just how you do the captions mix, mm-hmm. that really, yeah, that really connects with me. Because I'm, I'm someone who's like, I see people doing something, and I'm like, all right, but what's another way? You know, I don't, I try to catch the next wave instead of riding the current yeah. one. So I'm always looking for like, what's next? And then, so that could be what's next, is you posting a bunch of clips, but how you can do it in an entertaining way, even yes. without sound.
1: yeah. And it's a whole different... I mean, I've, I've, like, learned a little bit about how to caption. And, like, I'm, I'm trying to teach myself Adobe Premiere. But oh, it's, yeah. like, a whole new... I mean, if, it's honestly, like, it's, you just could hire somebody.
0: If you can. <laughs> you do, like, yeah. if, if you can, honestly. Because basically everything I do right now is still me. I, I work with an editor some. But I'll still do a lot of my own editing yes. and stuff. And, like, literally, if you... If you can't outsource it, like you even bring it up, Lysandra. Yeah. I'm like, I want to reach out to her after this. Cause like I, I'm at a point now it's worth the investment yes. to just, you give someone who's good at that and then you focus on what you're good at exactly because it is so much work. dude. I, it adds up.
1: Yeah. That's the, that's, I think like, the next level, what I'm experiencing now, like I'm starting to talk to people and I'm realizing okay that's how you level up is yep. when you start to build a team in any sense. Yep. And I'm I'm the kind of person that's like I would rather so now I, I've I've kind of gone a little bit viral and I'm starting yes, to make some yes, well, let's it. go, some on the no, bag. Big deal, yeah. no big deal, no big deal. But I the have so I've made a like easy teensy tiny bit um for my <laughs> reels on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever that money is, I just use it to pay to like edit more videos just to reinvest yeah Yeah, that's great because what i mean i might as well do that instead of what buying another pair of jeans or something (laughs) you know but like i'm i'm realizing the the more you work on if you can like if you build up to a point that you can have a team it's worth the investment to pay other people to focus on stuff so that you can focus on writing or your art for or whatever sure. else you're creating yeah i mean
0: even this podcast like i did all the audio for a long time and i can do it but now right. i just send it because i love helping comics and i like you know comics helping comics is like yeah. what this whole show's about so i now just send it to another comedian who's also an audio engineer mm-hmm. so i'm like supporting his business while also supporting like the greater good of comedy while also saying yes i could do this but I could literally just send the files to him and then it comes back completely done. Yeah. And in that time I would have spent doing what I know what to do. Just, I could be doing other more productive things.
1: Yeah. You could create a, you could do another podcast. You could write, you know, yeah. there's other stuff. Yeah. I think it's, it's like a, time management thing too mm-hmm.
0: yeah you're, you're getting the heat so it's you're, you're you're at that you're doing it you did it what is it what does it Weird. feel like I, what does it feel like because i've seen you since you started yeah and then it's so cool like a lot of us comedians are playing almost like roulette online of like maybe this one will go viral. maybe this yeah. one and then you're like oh my gosh i know her and it worked and now you're like what what does it feel like
1: i can't i, I was telling my friend yesterday Uh, driving I was driving to to Nashville Zany's and I I got this unbelievable call and I hung up with her and I called my friend and I was like I'm you go you grind for so long for so many years Mm -hmm. and and you you're so used to being really excited about something and it not happening or it doesn't happen the way you were really hoping it would happen that I it's I'm like skeptical like it doesn't feel real because you're like no 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 i'm i should be disappointed I, I should be i should i didn't get it like i'm not I, this feeling doesn't it doesn't feel it almost feels like i'm about to be tricked because mm-hmm. you're so because i've been so used to you know like everything is underwhelming yeah um and i do i still i i still feel like this is all going to end in a in a very hot second and you're going to be back to I mean, I'm still, I'm always going to grind. I'm always going to work. But right now it's starting to, it's a weird moment where like all of a sudden people are like reaching out to you and being like, no, I want to do this for you. I see you with this potential. I want to do this for you. And it, all of a sudden for the first time in your mom, your life, you're, you're not doing everything. You don't have to do everything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's, I, I'm. I I feel like I'm looking behind me at all times, being like, okay, when when is Asher Kutcher going to come out and be like, this is a prank? You thought you thought this was going to happen to you? Come on, no, we were kidding. Go back to nannying. Sit down. You yeah, know? It's like
0: you're you're opening up for D- like David Spade, and yeah. you're like, is he really going to show up to the show? Is this really happening? Well, like- I
1: when I was. When I flew to that gig and like walked into the hotel, I fully expected to walk up to the front desk and be like, uh, "Hotel room for Catherine Blanford? and they were just gonna laugh and be like, <laughs> no. <laughs> "No, no, 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 no." Uh, yeah, genuinely, it's I, I don't I, I don't know. I think because for after years and years and years of, of nothing happening, just
0: doing, yeah, just yeah. bombing in cafeterias, and correct? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. You're doing it now. And it I mean just last night you drove back from Nashville this morning at like five AM uh-huh. to be back here in Georgia. Like it the grind never stops. And that's what people don't I think understand is like you're go you're like you went viral, but it's like, yeah, you were still like driving all night. Yeah. You're still like you're oh, still yeah. a working grinding comedian.
1: Oh, I'll never stop. I mean now it's to the point where like I wanna I, I, I I'm so excited to even go to the next level. I can't wait to get there. I'm I'm a bit uh, addicted to this if Of you course like. Oh
0: me yeah. too We all are Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, now yeah.
1: you see Like oh I, I Now I I'm, I have people Coming at me And be, wanting to help me I can't Now let's go Let's go after this Let's go after this This like is what? possible now You, uh, you
0: know Just you, you don't have to You don't have to Spill the beans Because I don't I don't like Saying anything Like before Like I don't like Saying things Until after it's happened You know yeah. So I don't I don't like to Because I've had s- Several things In my career That I'm like Oh my gosh This is it And then it that doesn't come out, or I get edited out, or whatever. So yeah. I don't like to say anything. But it's like, like um, I'm trying to think of an example. What did happen? All right, the David Spade thing. Yeah, that's something you maybe hear, and you're like, All right, is this really going to happen? And then it does. So how did how did that come to be?
1: Uh, we're funny story. So uh, Andrew Stanley.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Atlanta-based, but amazing comic. Yeah, sure. He he has been opening for him. I think he opened from Atlanta, and they loved him. And so he was. I, I'm sure he's been in maybe almost ten cities with him now. Um, he had to cancel a gig here locally to open for David Spade, and so they asked me to fill Andrew Stanley's spot at it. It was a high school graduation, like a, a like a community. I don't know how to say a Jewish. Like kids who all grew up in the same like Jewish community, right? And they uh-huh. and like four of them were graduating, so they're all their parents through this little community graduation party for them. And they're like, "Wouldn't it be great if we had stand-up comedians?" They hire so it was originally supposed to be Andrew and then Nick Murphy. I took Andrew's spot, uh, and we go out there, and it's just like a. a sp- plethora of, of high school kids from, mm-hmm. and maybe even younger sitting on these blankets their parents they were, they were all chatting and eating cookies and they made them stop and go over to these blankets and sit down there and listen to these stand-up comedians Joel Joel I, I this is when my my videos had started popping off and I was like okay maybe, I'm, yourself? maybe I'm better than I really thought I was yeah. this is America is seeing me <laughs> I go up there and, I mean, I'm giving them the hits. Like, I'm trying hard. Not a peep. They're, they're, they're 13 years old. They they're don't trying to hang
0: think... out at a party and then they're like, the stranger.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. This, the, the, what I was to them, I might as well have been their chemistry teacher. <laughs> Monday morning, you know, trying to lecture them. They were like, right. this. we hate this. We have to do this every day at school. We don't want to do this again. Uh, and it was just, it was hell. I mean, but I don't know if you've ever, like college is different, but anything younger than college, they're not, they don't uh, know what standup is. They don't yeah. know to sit there and enjoy one person talking on a mic. I'm like, I, was, I almost started dancing at the end. I was like, do you want <laughs> do do like to do a TikTok? Yeah I, was, yeah. yeah, I was like, <laughs> what, how about this TikTok dance? Um, it, was, it was rough. I had texted Andrew and I was like, hey, um, you just missed the gig of a lifetime. And he, <laughs> Thanks. he texted me, yeah, he texted me back a picture of him on stage at this theater show for David Spade. And he goes, but actually, we were at dinner afterwards And Spade showed me his phone and he goes, do you know who this chick is? And it was my don't tell comedy clip. And he goes, and Andrew was like, yes, my friend Catherine. he was like, oh, she's funny. Uh, And turns out they had a date in Jacksonville that Andrew couldn't do because he was going to a wedding with his fiance. And uh, so they were like, do you want to ask your friend Catherine? What? That's how it happened. So, I, I mean, it was a little bit of the don't tell clip. It was a little bit of just being, having a friend Mm-hmm. there at the right time that they could, that was an easy contact for them to be like, oh, well, you know, somebody. The that
0: friend that contact. booked you the bad gig. Right. That then comedies like that, though. Yeah. It, it gives and takes like there's a low, but there's a high. Like, yeah. so it, that is funny. You're doing this horrible gig booked by your friend. I mean, it pays, you know, those, those gigs I pay. D- yes. Yeah. Those gigs pay. Yeah. So you, you just, you kind of check the box on mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But That's so funny about comedy is it's like, oh, this terrible gig. And then you call your friend and you're like, thanks for this terrible gig. And he's like, actually, I have maybe the best gig of your career so far, if you would like. Like, it's so funny how comedy balances out like that.
1: Yeah. I think that's also why right now it stuff feels so exciting there, there's that voice in the back of my head going. But remember, like you're gonna be burnt soon. You Comedy humbles you like that. Yeah, it's you. You just know that it's always an up and down, which I think is why um, it's so addicting.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like chasing that high. of yes, like
1: but That one show. Yeah, yeah.
0: What was it like working with Mr. Spade?
1: I, I'll sing his praises to the end of time. He was the coolest, most personable silliest goofiest guy (laughs) you like we got to go to dinner before and him and uh bobby Miyamoto. he travels with him a lot super super nice super friendly guy super funny um we just get to chill at dinner and like we were all chatting and laughing they're they're just they're down to earth guys like we were all telling stories laughing and you you then you forget you that you know, you're with somebody famous until you get in a black car and you drive around the theater, and there's thousands of people wrapped around the building, and then they have to have security open up the car, and you know, he gets out, and then you get out behind him, and everyone's like, <gasps> David, David, and you're and you're behind him. Like, thank you. I'm wearing Target. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but they, it was it was so it's so it's weird because you're in the car before just cracking. You, you, I felt like I was in the green room with my friends at a show. Yeah. Um, but you're not used to having that reaction from fans uh, at the same time. So it was really cool. Um. We got into the theater and like we just we just chilled and cut up and laughed and were goofy the entire time. He's he's phenomenal, dude. Great. I've worked with, I've done, I've opened for a lot of people, variety of, of like top notchers now, uh, and some of them aren't always as friendly. And I don't think you. Necess- Sorry, somebody wants to be part of the. Mister. Yeah, he needed some attention. Uh, you're good. <laughs> I don't think I don't say necessary. everybody has to be the most friendly because you know you're working with people all the time. But
0: oh, I thought he was about to drop it I on know. my head. Would he do that? Would he like
1: if dro- he if he's desperate enough? <laughs> we didn't see a bone p- fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like his mom. We love attention, so we'll do it any way we can. Uh, yeah, but he's he's definitely the friendliest, Mister. It's not about you right now.
0: This is her. This is her big moment, Mister.
1: Yeah, he's like no. Nah, my about moment. Me.
0: Hilarious. Yeah, my dog will scoff. He'll just go. Oh him. yeah. <sighs> he's like a he's like a little poodle mix.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. Hey, See, mister? I, I thought he was gonna be chill, but, but no. It's yeah. all good. Oh, uh, hey, this is this is the baby in our house. So no. He doesn't he doesn't know anything that unless it's all about him. You no know? worries at all. Yeah, he's a cutie. Thank you. He's from the streets. He's a mix of everything. We're
0: talking about you working with David Spade, and he's like, this is my show.
1: Exactly. (laughs) My time. Yeah, (laughs) and he'll drop a a huge bone down the steps, just dent our steps.
0: (laughs) No worries at all.
1: Yeah, Um, Yeah. so I, and I always, I've said this. From the beginning, I was even texting one of my friends, uh, David Perdue. Yes, of um, course. When I did my first open mic, I remember he messaged me afterwards, and he was like, "Hey, I just I saw you at the mic. You look like you were having fun on stage. That that's half the battle. Keep at it." And I've kept that in the back of my head to remember. Would be like, okay, you know, there, there's people that 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 might not be the best starting out, but don't write them off. Mm-hmm. Cuz they could they could build themselves up and be somebody someday.
0: Of course. Yeah. That's why you always want to be nice to people too. Yes. I mean, you want to be nice to people in general, of course, but like
1: But for your personal gain is what I'm telling you. Of
0: course. Yeah, as as a strategic ploy. Yes. You never know what comic you saw bombing at an open mic is going to end up booking like the top shows in the right. southeast or whatever. Right. You know? So, yeah. always always be nice.
1: Uh, yeah, is he making you nervous next to your camera? <sighs>
0: He's good, though. He knows how to, like, walk right around it, mm-hmm. is the famous last words there. Hey, wait, how long have you been doing comedy?
1: Seven years. Seven
0: years. Yeah. And you started in Atlanta.
1: Started in at Atlanta. I took a class uh, at the improv, and then it closed six months later. Nice. Not that I had anything to do with it. <laughs> uh, I probably did, like, I wasn't, like, super hardcore until about two years in.
0: Oh, like, doing yeah. it, like, nightly? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, that's totally fine. Okay. I doubt that'll even pick up on here over here. Okay, good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah. so I probably, I think like two years in is, is when I like really went hardcore in uh, and I, I, I had a job, I had a really cool job. I was working like event management in the venues. Oh, um, yeah. And I, was, I used to work for the Orlando Magic and then I came back up here for a smaller venue and then I started comedy and then I was offered uh, the Dallas Cowboys job like at their stadium. Oh my and they were like, We need you down there in two weeks. Um, this is when Beyonce and Jay-Z were, were their first tour, their first stadium tour on the run. And they were like, we, you know, you would be running that. And I was like, actually, I'm going to quit. I want to do stand up. <laughs> 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 So this is why it has to work for me because I, I, I gave up a, a lot. I Literally up. the
0: thing you had your college degree for yes. is they're like, all right, you're about to be in like one of the nicest NFL stadiums, Beyonce, Jay-Z. You're yeah. like, no, I want to do open mics and coffee shops.
1: Yes, the, the most mega of everything, the most mega stars, the most mega <laughs> g- concert, the most mega venue. And I was 20, 22, 23 maybe at the time so young i worked my work weirdly up very quickly i hold on let me grab that from him oh, but yeah is. um i don't know i just but also you you realize though it sounds amazing but like i was doing nights and weekends and working during the day too and it's like if you, there's no point in grinding on something that you hate doing that and you I, hate would, doing, I would i yeah. would and i'm a workaholic but i have to like it I want to, I want to work. I want to be a workaholic on something I love.
0: So what does that work look like for you now is, are you, wait, are you, are you still in, you're still a nanny? I'm
1: still nannying. At this time. Yeah. I mean, it's more, it's a lot, it's part time now.
0: Yeah. You're like, you're easing into Mm full-time stand up. So like, what, what is, what does the work look like for you as like a comedian now? Kind of what are all the different things you're working on? How do you like approach your days? Like, yeah, what's the work of comedy for you?
1: Yeah. So I, I would say, I wish I could say I, I wake up and write every morning doesn't always happen maybe i write i love to i I like to start journaling i do the morning pages yeah
0: i do that more than anything yeah yeah Yeah.
1: three pages nonstop. Mm -hmm. uh but usually what the mornings consist of because i have my mornings free for myself um i wake up walk in work out i have to work out for my mental state of mind and then i'll it's usually dedicated to podcasting Lace, Larry and I have our our Chitties podcast. We mm-hmm. do our interviews in the morning and then we do a catch-up episode every other week. And then so it's either I'm recording or editing a uh, a clip for the podcast or editing a clip for social media. And then if I can get writing in, I will, but usually I'll go I'll go nanny and then I'll get I'll go to like a coffee shop, I'll pack my bag so I can't so I don't come home. I like force myself. Yeah. So I so I'll have like a weird hour and a half in between working and, and going to a show. I've already packed my bag. There's no point in coming back home. So I have to go to a coffee shop and I sit down and I write.
0: What are you are you like seeking out like bookings or anything on that end? Or like the business side of it?
1: Yeah, that's uh that's what I, that's the cool part is what I was I guess alluding to. Who knows? I don't I don't want to speak on it too soon, but of course. I have lately been getting contacted a lot more about bookings and it's uh, it's been a. am like I don't I don't know what my rate is you know like, yeah. I don't know what to tell them do, you, do I do I ask for transportation and everything um, so you learn at some point like oh this is how comics do it they have people they have, they have agents this is this is really cool yeah. um, so uh, I've been talking with a few maybe a few people like agents you were talking about yeah who mm-hmm. will help me out eventually with that but before it was always i mean that like as far as like sending out emails and everything i maybe 6 months ago did have somebody a, a friend who um was like i'd love to be your unofficial booker um which was like kind of a handshake deal you know we'll do this as long as it works for you and the I was like, okay, well, here's my email template. Here's who I, this is the kind of venues I'm interested in working on. And since then, she's been able, like, I've, that's a, another automated system where she, she's like, all right, so she just sends out emails. And then if I book something, she gets 10% of it. But I, my day is packed already and I have to go back to nannying and everything. And that, that, like, set, taking care of emails is, was a hard thing for me to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, like, that was another thing that it was worth me you know, maybe spending a little bit extra on, yep, um, but to, to have somebody else take care of it for me.
0: Yeah. And now like this, this next level. So like you go viral and then now like agents started reaching out to you. Yep. Is that kind of the progression
1: for me? I guess, I guess, mm-hmm. I guess is what happens. I mean, yeah, I'm also learning what agents do what and what,
0: and who's worth what. Like, yeah, yes. I mean, you know a lot of people in comedy, so it is worth being, like, if you can vet these people reaching out to with anyone, like, that maybe knows. Because there's a lot of people in the game who are, like, may have, like, mystique or whatever, but then they end up not really doing anything. and Right. Like, so, yeah, I mean, I've just heard, I've, I've been independent my whole time, but I've definitely heard stories of, like, people signing their... Like yeah. opportunities away to people they don't even know, so it's
1: yeah. I'm it's very, exciting time
0: for you, though. I'm excited for you.
1: Yeah, it's exciting, but I'm I'm also learning. Like I'm learning mm-hmm. very in real time uh, how to vet people, the questions to ask, legitimate questions. <laughs> I mean, he's usually so chill. And oh, it's all good. It's no, I'm like not. they sense the moment um, that they need to be chill.
0: But literally, the one with. I did with Jeremiah. Oh, now, now mister's doing it. But the one I did with Jeremiah, the dog kept bringing chewy toys and kept jumping in our laps. And like, it was literally the entire interview. So it's all good.
1: Uh, when I do podcasts upstairs, he just lays at my feet. Like he, he's chilled.
0: <laughs> but he, know, he knows this is hot breath. He wants yeah, yeah, his hot yeah. breath moment.
1: He does. <laughs> Uh, and there, there was there's doggy melatonin in that bone and it, it, you would think it's doggy cocaine in you
0: it. thought it would be doggy Mister, adderall yeah make Mister. you nostalgic of your usc days
1: buddy oh, you i gotta, didn't mean to
0: kick that underneath there
1: that, that might be good it <laughs> might be better. you could go chill out uh yeah but it, it's a it's a lot of like learning also what what's worth it right now mm-hmm. f- what's worth it to sign for and what's not um so I, I'm probably gonna make a lot of mistakes, but it's like it's like anything else. You just gotta keep doing it, figure it out.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard you say and talk about stand up. Though is just like the failure aspect of it. it. Is like yeah. you love the failure because that's those are like your best lessons too.
1: Yeah, I also, I mean, I this is my same approach to writing. Even when I start a bit, like I, I like to write. I'm like I'm gonna say every aspect of it that I can on stage even if it's not okay like I, I love i still love an open mic I can't go okay oh you're so free yeah yeah yeah, yeah. people are like oh i was so pumped when i uh, didn't have to go to open mics anymore like i don't need open mics i'm like i will forever hit up an open mic because <laughs> yeah. i know the beginning of my i don't i guess it's my mental i don't i i, I don't need it i don't i just need to god <laughs> dude mister yeah, this is so good mister you Maybe know co- what you're doing you have being a little brat, you know, you need to be quiet here. Um, but I, anyways, I just, I love to like, mm. uh, like just, th- just, just talk free about something and like throw out every aspect of, of a, of a premise and everything. And I know 75, 80% of it is going to bomb and, or, or just not get anything, mm-hmm. but I have to, I have to figure that out. Like live time, yeah. So I I have to fail to get something good.
0: So like when you're developing, we could we could say Salt Daddy because that's that's like the name of your album. It's like a, a big story that you tell. That I I feel like I've been able to see like the progression of that story as well. Seeing you yeah. out at so many shows. So it's how. How did you develop that story from like, oh, my gosh, we're twerking on a pontoon boat to yeah. now this is like the name of my album. And it's like a premiere bit. Like, how did you develop that into such like a tight story?
1: I that also that bit was it probably was it took years to really fine tune it. And even I, I thought I had it to a certain point And then I decided I was when I wanted to put it on the album. the end wasn't it never really hit as hard as I wanted it to and so probably I'd probably doing been doing it a certain way for a year maybe Mm -hmm. and then added this bit maybe three months before the album the the end of the bit three months before I recorded the album and it has hit so much harder since then so I think I I I don't I don't I, I think I started that bit when I was much, I was a newer comic mm-hmm. and the beginning when I was really throwing it out there, there was parts of that story that I don't even include anymore, or I've changed a little bit to make it more comedic, but not as truthful. Of you course. know, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I had to figure out what aspects of the story were funny and what to like lean in on and expand more on. And I had to say other parts of the story and, multiple times to be like all right this is this is a dead part i don't need to i need to chop this off mm-hmm. um but it it, pro- it probably changed and morphed for maybe three years maybe four years have i been doing that bit I did think that's you write I, it out
0: longhand first or were oh, you like riffing on stage to develop it um and adding all these little comedic like flares yeah. that you referenced yeah. I,
1: I i'll write it out i'll journal it write out the bit and then I'll, I'll say it on stage, and then I listen to it, and I go, okay, well, there's a pop, there's a pop, here's a super lull, here's a super lull, and I'll go, well, let's add tags into that lull, or let's figure out a different direction, and then I'll go back and I'll and then I'll, I'll try it again. But I I like to be loose on stage because I do get a lot from just riffing and being silly. Mm. So I there's a weird thing about I don't like I I love to keep doing a bit even after I feel like it's fine tuned. Because, like, even after, like, three months of doing it, you'll have a riff that'll be, like, that'll make it so much better. Um, We don't do that. And
0: then you just record your sets to, like, remember, like, what you said, and then you start to refine it that way, basically. Yeah, I
1: listen to recorded sets a lot.
0: That's something, I feel like everyone records their sets, but to actually go back and listen to them, it's almost like torture.
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't listen to all of them. Sometimes I'll be like, I'll just know. But okay, I, I did the bit how I usually do it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I'm going to gain from listening to this. I'll delete it. But if I was really loose, if it was a silly show, I riffed a lot, I'll listen to it. Or especially if it's a new bit and I'm b- developing it, the, I always go back and listen to those. But I always record my shows just in case. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm like, okay, that was pretty standard. I didn't I didn't try anything too crazy or too new. I'll just delete it.
0: Yeah, I always had the intention of I'm listening to all of them and then yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at some point you know. Like you know the bit, you know the sets you can listen to and then you know unless you're trying out something super new.
0: Yeah, or working towards something. Cuz that that definitely helped me when I did when I did my special was it's like having something to work towards. Like you said you didn't find the ending of the story until like almost you're about to record your album yeah so it's like having something you're working towards really helps the creative process of like well yes. the motivation isn't just i'm grinding i'm trying to figure this out but it's like i have to do it for this moment yes. so even if like a comedian's metric is i have this big this big showcase or this big paid gig i want to be ready for it's like having these milestones to work towards mm-hmm. really kind of create that pressure that makes diamonds
1: yeah, yeah. i would say the the album had changed a lot for me as far as my, my vision and my, my discipline. Because I, I, it was the first time that I really had a deadline for something, it wasn't like, okay, this is just a show, Right. I'll, I, I'll do it, I'll perform it for this person in the room, it's done. I was like, no, this is going out to everything, everyone. And it put into perspective of right to create a, a, a product, that you're gonna put out so now everything i'm writing like i'm I'm like i want a new hour everything i write i'm putting i'm 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 like okay this is a bit but is it going into my story of this hour mm-hmm. where am i going to put it in this hour what it, what's kind of is there a theme going along here um but i i think like i don't even love my album right now
0: <laughs> you don't love
1: your album i but- i mean i recorded it seven months ago and i'm gonna be honest <laughs> yeah I feel like I've grown a lot as a comic, For even sure in that. those seven months. And some of those bits, I, I was, I've still done, and I've fine tuned them even more. And I've learned so much, even in those seven months, that I listen to it. I'm like, man, there's a thousand things I would have done differently, or fixed, or chopped, or whatever. Um, but I'm so grateful because ever since doing the album, I've, it's, it's streamlined, being like, okay, stop. Let's just stop like doing things and just waiting in the void for stuff Write for make something like create something with it go put something out yeah so now it's like i'm 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 much more disciplined and you're parlaying
0: it aren't you doing like working on like a horse girl like like show for a web or something yeah working on a horse girl show in some capacity
1: yeah uh yeah there's a um
0: you don't have to (laughs) give away too much you don't want. okay okay but it's like you're parlaying something from your stand-up yeah. and like, all right, how else can I repurpose this from like a branding and just content standpoint? Like what else can I do with – I have this bit about a topic. What else can I do with it?
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and it's like
0: – I love every dope thing I bring up you're doing. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But I, I'm with you. Like I don't I don't say anything until after something's happened. Like I'm, I'm at that point. So yeah. I get what you're This doing. one
1: I could say. I mean it's just – I I just want to do I I love the horse girl idea. It's so fun for me. I've 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 been I still like doing the bit on stage because I now I've turned it into such a crowd work situation because there's always some horse girls with some wild stories uh-huh. that I've and I grew up in Kentucky. So I've now I just I'm I'm a horse girl, but I only it, only in the context of the Lisa Frank. Unicorns and you know, like watching uh, like um, uh, black beauty on you know, in a movie, wild hearts can't be broken, yes, exactly. I remember that. So, movie. like, now I'm like, okay, no, no I'm gonna go find out what real horse girls are and like actually learn. And like, there's so I have an idea oh, to go,
0: like, it's like on it's like a show you're like going and visiting horse girls, yeah,
1: like oh. to a barn. I'm going back and you know, I have some some racehorse connections back in Kentucky and, and, and like, Going to every aspect of actual horse girls.
0: Oh my! I was picturing like sketches, but the fact it's like it's like that's awesome. Yeah,
1: no, it's just me um, learning in real time what actual horse girls go through. And, oh my! You're like yeah.
0: guy like Guy Fieri, yes. like doing diners, drive-ins and dives, but it's you visiting horse girls.
1: Correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of money there too. Maybe you could book some gigs off of that too. I
1: know. I'm hoping to. So I'm like, I'm like writing more horse girl stuff, but. Truly, I think the best part is is that I genuinely don't actually know anything about horses. It's just the, like the fantasy. It was is what I was so obsessed with. But uh, you were
0: about that life. I mean, yes. weren't you one of these people that, at Kentucky Derby running on the porta potties and stuff mm-hmm. too? Like yes. you were, you were, de- you were about that life though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there was nothing about that that had anything to do with actual horses. That oh, I was I me partying party. in the infield <laughs> at Derby. <laughs> During my own porta potty race up top, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I've I've sent, like I've kind of been. I mean, you, you you grew up in Louisville, home of the Kentucky Derby Churchill Downs. Like you you know you're you you you're ingrained in it a bit. Like I, I would True. be going to the track on you know you go there for Father's Day and Easter Sunday, and it's fun to walk around the the back where the horses are the the barns where they're getting baths and and training. And I, I'm I I'm like. I'm obsessed with it, but I, I I know that there's a whole industry. There's a whole world that exists that um, I would like just, I'm so interested in just diving more into it.
0: That's great though. It's yeah. something you're naturally interested in. Yes. It's not something you feel obligated to do that, oh, maybe I can capitalize on this, but it's something you're naturally interested in. So the work is actually fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of times we're, as comics, we chase something because we see it working for someone else I mean, like what really struck me is like with the social media thing is like I know a comic who's doing very well on social media with like the side by side reaction videos. Where like every Mm -hmm. comic now is like there's a video and then they're like reacting to it. Yeah. And it's like a format. It's like a format that works. And I saw him at a show recently and he was complaining about like he hates recording them. And he's like he sits in his car and does them all at once. And that just hit me that's like, oh, this guy's like going viral doing this thing that he hates. Yeah. It's like, so what's, it's really finding what you love to do and then figuring out the overlap of like what actually gets hits on social media and what you enjoy to do. And finding that overlap can take, you know, a lot of failure and repetition yes. to find.
1: But I think it's it's uh, it, it's more sustainable. You're gonna, For sure. And you can, when you watch somebody who is, genuinely interested in in what they're talking about and doing it's it's fun to watch
0: yep exactly yeah yeah it's like we talk about the finding a differentiator and like the content you create it's like you having fun like Mm -hmm. does translate through the screen it Mm -hmm. actually translates through the phone if you're phoning it in versus you're actually enjoying and passionate about what you're talking about yeah so it makes a big difference very much so i have to ask you this as we land this plane here because this is something like as comedians like you're you're doing it like Cause I, I'm twelve years into comedy, so it's like I, I've seen when I first started, it was just like do open mics, yeah, all the time, and then like maybe a gatekeeper will do this or that for you. But it's like to see the evolution of social media now, and then to see someone like you started open mics, now you're going viral. Now you're like you're like having this career off of this. It's like what is what does it feel like when you're posting a bunch of stuff? And then one works. Like, are you just like living on your phone now? Just like refreshing. Just like, yeah, I am so cool. Yes. I am so cool. Honestly.
1: <laughs> yes. And I hate it. I hate it. I mean, my boyfriend, my boyfriend's like, hi, <laughs> Hey, what's up? You want, you want to have some dinner? And,
0: and you're just like, like, I'm awesome. Uh, I'm, awesome. Yeah. I'm awesome. I'm like,
1: DM me a picture of dinner. You know? And like, <laughs> and they can't be bothered. Um, <sighs> And it, I, I honestly, like, I know, I'm so conscious of of being like, do you got it? Because it also, it also kind of, it, I'm, it makes you a little bit, um, I'm like, dude, not the world is not about me. I've got to move on from from my DMs and my comments. Like, there's news, there's stuff happening outside the world. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a sunshine out here, so it's really exciting for a second. But then I, I'm kind of getting more used to just being like, okay, I'm getting a lot of. I got a lot of hits all the time and it's not as exciting and I'm happy about it because I'm like, okay I, I, can, I can put my phone down and go out into the world again. Um, but it, it is it's, it's really exciting. You do have this fear, there's you know you, the, the, as soon as you get something it's like there's just new pressures and and, and fears mm-hmm. you feel like okay i've got to capitalize on it i got this tiny window to capitalize and i've got to do everything right and perfect to to really solidify it and people reaching out to you like let me tell you what you got to do on youtube now and and instagram and da, 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 this this and you're you're kind of listening to this advice back and forth and then but then at some point you have to just stop and be like okay enjoy it don't Maybe maybe it's just for a month. Maybe it's just for two days. It'll it might happen again. But like you can't put this pressure on yourself that that like this is this you have a tiny window of opportunity to capitalize on it, and or or else the world's gonna end. Or it's, even it's, like, yeah, like
0: postings like I've had a few like nothing like what you've. Had hit, like, I've had a few things like hit. I mean, even something getting 10,000 mm-hmm. views, you're like, oh my gosh, uh, yeah. all right, what do I post next? It's, it, it better be even better than this. And if it gets 10 exactly. views instead of 10,000, then I'm I am quitting comedy. Like. Yeah, the
1: next post is so scary. <laughs> yeah. And you, you're like, I messed up. I screwed up. I, right after one of my clips went viral, I posted this clip of, from my podcast and. The, the, the minute clip had kind of an explanation before we went into this joke part, and my friend was like, why don't you just put the joke part up? Just make it really short, they like really short. And I was like, that's a good idea, and I posted it. But it, I guess without the explanation before, It was so confusing and people were just like slamming. They're like, what is this? Like they were, you're, and they were getting offended. Like whatever it was, it was just so silly. And I was like, what have I done? I screwed up everything. I've lost it all. Like everything I worked for, it was right in my hands and I threw it away. And it's, it's an insane thing what social media will do to your brain like the, especially the more you you do go viral, the more you're you get thirsty for that like triumph oh, again, for and sure. so so you'll go through these like crazy circus in your head, and so and it, eventually you have to be like, okay, this is this will drive you insane if you let it, and so you have to like after a while, after the excitement kind of calms down, it feels good to just put your phone away and be like, okay, there there is a world outside. You know, there's war wars going on. There's other shit that matters besides your your stupid podcast clip you just posted that didn't do well, (laughs) you know, and you have to like you have to remember to like put it aside and live in the real time for a second. (laughs) It's a a wild like industry we're in and time because it's changing rapidly and social media has so much to do with it right now.
0: And it just like how long ago did you go viral like it recently so
1: recent. Yeah. Was but, it within a month? But days feel so long now.
0: Well, the, well, you know, well, <laughs> at the top of the mountain, you know, heavy is the crown. I it guess it really
1: is. <laughs> oh, and I'm I am a monster now too. You know, when uh, Nikki
0: Glaser follows you, yes, you're like, you can't. Yes, you know
1: exactly. Um, my crown just tipped a second. Uh, yeah. No, it, it probably has been. I think a month, maybe, maybe like two months since the don't tell clips have come out. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot really fast. I I I don't know like I, I don't know how people who are mega ultra famous. I kind of get how we, even with the 2 months of my like, clips going semi viral. I'm like, "Oh, I I get Miley Cyrus now."
0: Like, I mean, it's like, yeah, when you you see someone like uh, like Justin Bieber, they're like, "I can't believe he was racing Lamborghinis yeah. in his neighborhood when he was 17." It's yeah. like, imagine the amount of power <laughs> influence yes. on your 17 year old brain it's yeah. like i mean when I, yeah when i was 17 it was like you know oh i, I won bloody knuckles today <laughs> you know but if you're like <laughs> i won paper football but yeah, like yeah, yeah. when you go viral like i i'm sure you feel like a, like invincible
1: and it's also the people that just inflating you inflating Uh, your reality yeah and then yeah and so i mean luckily i I mean i'm talking like i'm a hot shot i'm not but i was like the
0: reality of like this moment like so many comics are chasing now
1: yeah, but it's, <clears throat> it's good to, like, I'm still a nanny, so, you know, still Monday morning, I, I go back. And still, we're like, up at
0: 5 a.m. today, driving back from Nashville. Correct, like, correct. Later, driving yourself. Yes, like,
1: somebody, later, somebody like, Kiki, will you wipe me? And I'll have to be like, okay, but never. You know, like it's, still, it's it's nice to be brought down, back down to, like, reality. Also, because you have to realize it, 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 it is so fleeting, and you're like, okay, well, then get back to work. Like this whole, I love this horse girl. I guess website. I don't know what I'm gonna call it yet. Thing, but are you doing it
0: yourself? Like, are you recording it yourself, or you're like doing it with? Um, a- I've,
1: I've, I'm, uh, I'm talking to Lysandra again. She's, we're gonna record it together. She's gonna be like my, my producer, but she's gonna be involved in the clips as well. So now we're reaching out and and scheduling. Uh, real horse girls to go That's meet up awesome. with and just but it's like okay get back to work if you this yeah this is fun this was cool but you know you put these clips online people want to come see you now they don't want to see all the same material that you just put online get back to writing girlfriend go back to mike's work this material go find other content to put online like it's just it's also reminding that like okay they're, they're over this clip and if you want another one you've got to work hard to get something else to go viral
0: so yeah, so what what's what's next? What are you like working on? Because that is something you referenced earlier of like so many people giving you like tips and ideas of what mm-hmm. you should do and things like that. And what I've learned is one, look at the source. Like whenever, even like at open mics, sometimes comics will come up to you and be like, oh, have you thought of this or that? And it's like, look at that comic and be like, are they doing what I would aspire to do? Are they mm-hmm. at open mics doing new things? Are they doing? Cool, creative outlets. Are they going to open mics, getting drunk, doing the same thing over, just talking to you yes. to make themselves feel better? Same thing in the world and in the industry in general is there's people that want to give advice just to feel important. Correct. But you want to take the source for yeah. context. Like, do I want to listen to that? I appreciate them taking the time, but like, is that someone I would aspire to be like or work with or mm-hmm. whatnot? And I think what what's helped me make decisions is like knowing what I want you know, all right, where do I want to be in five years or whatnot? Yeah. What excites me? What do I want to be working on? So like for you, you, ha- you, you have this moment and the, the good thing you're funny. The good thing is you popped and you're funny and you're talented and you're going to be able to back it up and build a career off of this and not just be like a bottle rocket. But like yeah. for you, like, what is it? What, what do you, you're funny and you're talented. So what do you want to do with that now? Like, what do you see with your career?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think now it's about, uh, I mean, a, I guess it's about building a team so you can elevate to the next level. Mm-hmm. So now I'm I'm getting to the point where I can you know like talk about talk to representation and building and um, a couple of things is like okay I want I want an hour I want to shoot an hour, and this sounds cocky but I'm like I'm done I'm done playing small like I want to be I want to have something on TV in two years, so okay. uh, I'm like okay get to writing, have. Puts, build a team together to get on the road and like be able to to be a road comic working this new hour you know, and, and so that's one, um, like I said, I, I wanna be on TV, I wanna have my stand up on TV very soon, so talking to the right people, putting a game plan together for that, then again like continuing, okay you've built a, an online audience, how do you keep that up in a sustainable way? It's, it's putting the horse girl stuff together or, or like, you know, continuing to edit clips. So it's like I've now I've, I've been like, okay, what do I want to do in a year? What I want to do in two years? What do I want to do in five years? I've, I have that mapped out. I know it now. And now it's like building the team and building the, the content to get there too. Oh
0: yes. Well, any, anything I can do to help or anything hot breath can do to help. Anything. You know, I, we're all about comics, helping comics here. And to get to do this on the day your debut album drops, I'm i uh, yes. I'm honored that, You drove back from Nashville at 5 (laughs) a.m.
1: This is, I'm telling you, I'll always do this. Like, I I want to, I just, I want to have my whole day packed.
0: Yeah, me too. With
1: just exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, I agree. Or
1: work. I I, I love that. I don't, I hate, I hate feeling lazy and like nothing's moving. I'm not moving the ball forward a little bit. I totally agree. yeah. Yeah. And they
0: say like, what is it like? Idle time is the devil's playground. Yes. I yeah, I yeah, I'm definitely a victim of like if I don't have something to do, I will find if I don't have something productive to do, I'll find something destructive to yes, do.
1: Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is why so, I quit drinking at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Um oh, so, congratulations.
1: That's awesome. Thank
0: you so much. Yeah, it was a big it was a big decision, but I'm 34. Yeah. And it was like two days after my 34th birthday after day drinking, and I was like, I don't even want to like nothing. At a point now, it's like I've never drank and then felt better mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, like and just in general, nothing good happened when I drank, and then afterwards you're like anxious and then depressed. Yes, and then like then like you just feel like it's just poison. It's yeah, li- it's literal poison. It is. It's actual poison.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. I would. I would love to. I, and I don't. I don't drink a lot, but I would. I would love to get to that point at some point where I can just. I think I only do it sociably now. To to just kind of fit in. Like, do you want to go get drinks? Sure. Yeah. Um, and, then I, and then I'm drinking because I hate drinking.
0: <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I took all of last year off. Like, it was just kind of one of those things of like, oh, I just, I just want to see what happens if I don't drink. Yeah. And then in January of this year, start drinking again. And then I was just like, this is, like, I would just be sitting in my office thinking about drinking. Like, it just... Yeah. Like it was just like, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It, it at 34, I was like, I mean, what do you want to do? It's th- mm-hmm. like, what do you want to do in your life? Is mm-hmm. like, is it being hammered and whatnot? So it's like, yeah. I'm. The one caveat I create is it's like, Nick, like I went to Ireland for a honeymoon when I got married. So it's yeah. like, when whenever we go back to Ireland, I'll drink a Guinness. But like otherwise, I'm I'm just yeah. done.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. it's Good it's exciting. You. It's it's one less thing to worry about, and it saves money too.
1: Yeah. so much money. <laughs> Money on drinks and then my thing is money on food
0: mm. after you've been drinking. Yeah.
1: Like I'm yeah. like, yeah, all you breeds Of course.
0: Of yeah, that's now sugar is my next uh battle to conquer. Mm, that's a hard one. Sugar's the devil. Yeah. I'm working on it.
1: Yeah, you might not conquer that one, but I'm
0: <laughs> here for it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but thank you so much for doing this, Catherine. I, mm-hmm. I love it. Now this became a therapy session. I was like, my sobriety, and now I'm trying to quit sugar. Yeah, you, but listen,
1: I mean, you're going to get, is it how much sugars is in, in um, alcohol that you've been drinking? Yeah, like, it's think true. Think about how much you've already cut out.
0: Yeah, for sure. See? Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, where, please promote what, um, what you got going on. Where can people keep up with... The one and only Katherine Blanford.
1: Uh, well, I know I really sold my album well. How much I love it. I. Oh yeah,
0: I hate this. Go buy it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I do love it. Now I look at it as like, a, okay, this is where I was at this point. It's
0: a time capsule. It's a
1: time capsule for sure. And now it's a, um, to me, it's a, um, what's what is the word? It's like a blinking reminder to me. It's like, okay, this is this is what is out there representing you. If you want something else out there start working on it mm-hmm. um, so I'm like alright I, I want to put something else out there to, to have in front of that in a year um, but I do I, I still enjoy it I like the jokes I'm still working I still do some of those jokes on the album it is fun I think it's I'm, I'm still proud of it um, so it's called Salt Daddy uh, it's on iTunes and Amazon there's some do you know that about that weird legal battle going on right now with Spotify? Spotify, Pandora, Sirius XM
0: oh I didn't know there was one on Sirius Sirius is paying us are they not?
1: Um you so. can opt out. So I don't I don't know I don't know the specifics, but there's because it's all about the composer fees, right? Is that what they're I think
0: and like it's like writer it's like musicians get a writing credit and like a composer credit. Yeah. And like comics aren't getting a writing credit. We're not yeah. getting paid for being a writer of our content so, or something
1: like that. Yeah, like that. Like that. Sirius XM is I think there's labels. So people are involved in I'm it. getting I, I get know.
0: it paid from Sirius. You still. do? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome for my album. Okay. So, so I'm assuming I don't know if Maybe I should be getting paid more though. Maybe that's the battle.
1: Well, I've if I've I've heard you could opt out of waiting for the composer fee or whatever to the 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 legal battle to be settled. If you're like, okay, I don't care, you kind of just wave it off, and then you're being paid. I'm gonna go that route. Um, But that's kind of that's why the stuff's not on Spotify or. Pandora, any of that right now? Uh, whatever it doesn't. I mean, it's, it, it, I'm just, I'm still a small fish, so I'm not that worried about it.
0: Did you uh, Did you release it with a label? Your
1: um, no. I Jason Riggs. I think his his like company is officially titled of the Comedies.
0: Oh, does he do stuff at Atlanta Comedy Theater? Yeah. Okay, yeah. he's doing all that and getting yeah. you on serious and all that. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah, that. Um, and then my socials are at it's Catherine Blanford. And uh, podcast Chidi's podcast, and yeah, I mean, hopefully, we'll have a fun little horse girl web series happening soon. Yes,
0: awesome. Well, yeah. the, the the final thing I ask comics to do here: could you look in the camera, say your name, and why people should listen to Hot Breath? Uh,
1: my name is Catherine Blanford, and listen to Hot Breath because uh, it's it's this is a podcast where people stop. Being polite and start getting real, and that's <laughs> that's an original uh, s- slogan right there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: awesome, thank you so much, Catherine Blanford. Thank you,
1: thank you, appreciate Yay. it.
0: Awesome, there you have it, hot brethren and sister. And if this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome to the Hot Breathverse. We have over four hundred comedy interviews on this podcast, and on our YouTube channel, we do three live streams a week. So go subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we will see you right here on Hot Breath. <sighs>